The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I'm here with my good friend, Jim Robinson. Hey, buddy. Hey. What's happening? Happy holidays, man. Merry Christmas. I know. Merry Christmas. We are recording this just about a couple of weeks or a week and a half before Christmas. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you ready for Christmas? You like Christmas, right, Jim? Oh, I love Christmas. It's Jesus' birthday, buddy. What's what's, what's not to celebrate? Like? I'm I just saying. I mean, it, it makes it, it just, simple. You don't have to figure out who invented it. Reason it's for the season. straightforward. Yeah. Other than the, the commercializing of everything. But uh, yeah, it's a great holiday. Good time to be with family, friends. Get close, love, hug, care. I love it. Very important. Good, great, great season. Great time for connecting with clients as well. If you're in the service industry, just a good time to be able to connect with them and talk with them. And uh, and really take you know full advantage of just being with each other. Appreciating each yeah. other. I think it's good. Well, today we are talking about an article I read in Forbes. We like Forbes. We talk about them quite a bit. I like Forbes. I, uh, I'm going to do an interview with them actually pretty quick here. I like these guys. Awesome. Love that. Well, the article says, the title was, Why Have the Workforce is Quitting, Quite Quitting, and uh, What to Do About It. So I know a lot of people were talking about this. It's, you know, it's trendy, but it's something that's, that's going on right now. And I thought we should address it from a service industry standpoint. I really want to get some feedback from you and, you know, help the people. Let's coach them up. See what we can do. And uh, so I want to ask you, just for you, like, how do you define quiet quitting for you? Like, what do you, when, you, when you're based on your, what you're seeing and what's going on in the industry, what's that look like for Jim Robinson? Well, they're working without connecting. They're working without completion of tasks. And so they're the ones that we, we, we didn't, but a lot of society has made remote workers and they did that with an entry level team. And I think that was done in error. I know it was done because of COVID and then, you know, companies got scared. They're worried about who they're employing. There's all kinds of dynamics. It's not management level that works remotely. We're talking about entry level folks that are doing the quiet quitting. And the quiet quitting is folks, entry level folks predominantly, and they don't have a voice. And because of that, they're in some little closet in their apartment. (laughs) <laughs> and you're expecting them to do a lot of work. Yeah. And the reality is, is they're getting more notoriety by saying, I'm a quiet quitter, quietly telling all of their friends how great they are quiet quitting. And they're getting the voice. We've got to go back to giving them that voice. And so I, I do have a strong opinion of this. We're not remote workers. We have people in the field. They're commuting everywhere. But there's accountability. There's a checks and balance to that. That's a critical component to this. Uh, but entry level working at home is an error. My opinion is that's a mistake. We got to correct that in the corporate world, and not make it so corporate. Make it more inviting, but give these folks a give them a voice because that's what they're trying to get to. They're trying to establish a voice, 
hear me now, basically. Mm. You can hear me now when I'm not getting any of your work done, but you're paying me. You're yeah. going to hear me. I've heard this trend too about where people have more than one gig or one job at the same time without telling any, you know, without telling both of the companies. Like, because they're remote work. And so they're working from home doing two jobs at one time. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's, that tells me more about the company they're working for than it does about the individual. Yeah. Individual isn't hurting the company. The individual is hurting themselves. And I heard some recent articles and some takeaways on this, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. They're doing damage to themselves because they're not gaining the education, the experiences that they, they're going to need at some point to get to that other job. And then for the corporations that have been experiencing this, what are you doing? Yeah, Put yourself in check. It's not the employee that needs to be in check. It's these corporations that are discovering that this has been allowed it's they don't have an accounting system, accountability system that's that's accurate. They've lost their way. It's not that it's not that young entry level person that's lost their way. It's the corporation that lost their way. The leaders are always to blame in these situations. They created this mess and need to solve it. And it's easy if you just give them a voice, bring them back into the office, have some connection time. Even if you have remote workers, that's great. You figure out what that works. And what it looks like, but you got to have an accountability, but there's still got to be a connection time, human connection, emotional connection. We got to find a way to do that. Otherwise, we're going to we're gonna see this thing escalate. Do you think, and, and we're talking about the human connection portion of that, do you feel like the trend of quiet quitting has anything to do with like the gig economy? So that, that shift of that, before we had remote work, we had the gig economy. That's still going on now. I feel like, yeah, you know, corporations are looking at this not as a gig economy. They're right. they're looking at it as though I'm looking for an employee that could do great, you know, add to the team and be a, you know, great addition and contribute to everybody, including themselves through growth, opportunity, et cetera. Corporations are not paying attention. And so what we've hired for as full-time permanent solutions are being perceived as gig, if you will, as that's the that's the new phrase for the year. Term. They're coming in and they're seeing that new role as a temporary role, whether it be at home, remote, whatever it is. They're seeing it as a short-term thing. There's no long-term commitment in that. How do we change that? We got to be better at offering. We got to be better at engagement, but we got to add clarity for the future. That's us as leaders. We've got a responsibility to cast that vision. And if they're not buying into that, let's just separate. Let's just say we're not a good fit for you. Let's move on. We've got to get back to some of the basics with a change. Mm. We're not going back old school. That's not what I'm looking to do. Getting connected, which we all have in our DNA, is to connect to people. Even the ones that I was in a conference a couple of weeks ago, we have a guy that says, you know, I hate people. I don't want to be around people. He's the first guy to speak up. He was the first guy to walk up and <laughs> give everybody a hug. The reality is in our DNA, we have to connect people and we got to find a way to do that. And if you have remote workers, then you got to schedule something where there's regular connecting, a meeting, uh, you know, some kind of a lunch, some something, because we all need that. There's got to be some emotional connection to what we're doing. What do you think, and, and really kind of with a focus on the service industry, but beyond that, what the, what, you know, how will the rise of, why quitting really impact businesses? How is it a, a impacting business? Yeah. How do you think it will or is? Well, until the corporations kind of fix their problems, the corporations are going to sustain some losses. 
but ultimately the corporations will recover. They'll, they'll keep moving on. They'll find another person to find, you know, fit, fit the role. They just have to do a better job in staying fluid, not changing value systems, not changing the offering. I'm not suggesting that. I am suggesting that we have got to evolve in how we manage people. A person that's quiet quitting isn't quiet about anything. They're being extremely vocal, and we've got to pay attention to what that truly means. They're speaking loud, just not to us. So they're they're rubbing, you know, they're they're bragging to their friends about how they quiet quit. This is on the internet. They're t- talking to each other quietly. There's nothing quiet about it. You and I know about it. Oh yeah. So there's nothing quiet about quiet quitting. It's really a massive disturbance to themselves first and foremost. The corporations are going to recover and the corporations are going to evolve. And eventually we're going to hire somebody that was a quiet quitter. You better give them a voice. You better give them a way to communicate and open up those channels. And if you do, you're going to have some bigger wins for that teammate. And ultimately you'll be the end user of that, be able to gain some traction for the company in that position. But you got to give them a voice. They're loud. We need to listen. They definitely, definitely need a voice. I know you're you're a, a really more of a proponent that generations all add value to corporations or to businesses. But yeah, do you feel does. everyone does, right? And they all add different value and they bring different things to a company. Do you feel that quiet quitting is maybe more likely to happen with millennials and Gen Z than it is for Gen X and boomers? I don't think anybody's exempt from this potential behavior. It depends on what circles you're hanging in and what you're doing. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that the even the boomers may still be trying this craziness. But it's, uh, I don't think, I don't think any corporation is exempt. It's you got to pay attention and scrutinize what you're hiring. Make sure they culturally fit, and give them all a voice. Everybody, like here, we we expect and require people to contribute. It's not a dictatorship. It's literally a team effort. So you got to hear everybody and you got to find out what that is. Um, Some corporations literally haven't done a good job of doing that. And that's where this thing developed, this whole quiet quitting thing. Yeah. And then us talking about it, it's giving it more traction. It's making it a bigger potential. Certainly awareness. That's why we are having this conversation. We want others to be aware. But the reality is, is we're giving those kids more ammunition to be louder. The P, and I say kids, that's the majority cur- currently in this quiet quit thing, is we're giving them a voice and they're taking it. And it's the Hear Me Now program versus how can I contribute? And so there's resistance, there's anger, there's frustration going on. We as leaders got to figure out how to give folks a voice. And not suppress it, but enhance it and hear it really loud so they're a contributor, not a taker. So what I'm hearing is, is leadership really is contributing to this problem to start. That's my opinion. Leadership's always the challenge. Right. And with leadership kind of creating the problem more or less, are we also creating a stigma along with it? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're creating the problem, but we're also giving it a stigma. Or do you feel like that? I'm not of that opinion. You know, I don't I don't let things stick for a long time. I think there's always an opportunity to grow. Like these folks that are doing this quiet quit thing, one, that record's not going to follow them except with themselves. 
right? They're going to apply for a job and they're going to go to work for another corporation. And corporations ha- will have zero clue that they were a quiet quitter. And whatever, whatever else you want to call that, you know, action or that behavior, that individual is going to live with that the rest of their lives for doing that. And they're also uh, controlling their own growth and opportunities by whatever timeline they're doing this. It's we've leadership's got to do a better job. We have to be better leaders. People are reaching out. They're needing some guidance. We've got to find a way to give them that guidance, whether they're boomers or somewhere in between or X or it doesn't matter. It's we've got to do, we've got to get better leadership to inspire and impact the folks that need to be inspired and impacted. All right, Jim. So with leadership really being kind of the, the cause here, what, what you believe is maybe definitely responsible for this, what can they do, if anything, to prevent employees from quiet quitting? You're talking about giving them a voice. How do they do that? Well, open up better dialogue. I mean, for us internally, you know, we have regular meetings. These folks have to show up. And you, there's also accountability to their position. There's a checks and balance. We call them five, five to thrive and 10 to win. But there, there's certain things that you can just check the box. Are these things actually getting done? And it may be a little different for us because we're working directly with all these clients and you know, all this feedback is in almost virtually real time. Yeah. The chances of being, a, being able to work for us and quite quit would probably be sim to zero. I mean, I don't think it would happen. These larger companies that had you know, vacated the office, basically, and some of them haven't reopened offices. Some of them got rid of leases. And so you have a lot of entry-level people that are answering phones or, you know, customer service, phone call stuff, whatever that is that they're staying at home for, you got to find a way to lead them through. That means accountability. There's a checks and balance. You got to check in with them every day. What do we need today? What are the wins or the losses? What do we need to change? And what are the results? There's got to be some kind of an engagement. These folks are being ignored. They just aren't, you're not connected to them. You're not hearing what they have to say. We are failing them. And of course, they are failing themselves by doing this. So there's a lot of things can be done. Accountability is the biggest thing, putting in some uh, tracking to the accountability. And what's that checks and balance? Who's the manager that's talking to them every day? And what does that criteria look like? And what's the closeout for the day? You need to be checking that. It, you'll, you'll catch a quiet quitter a couple of days. I mean, I've heard of these things going on for six or eight months. <laughs> I just That's a mind blow for me. It happens. I mean, you know, there's whole, I was talking on uh, another one of our podcasts with a guest where we're talking about platforms like Fishbowl and Glassdoor and, you know, people go on here and they start complaining about their companies and everyone tells each other what they're making. And it's all, all to me, it's all very toxic, but, but there's whole platforms because of quiet quitting because of stuff like this. Yeah. That's it's really interesting. It's not very quiet. Yeah. They're finding they're finding a voice and it's not in a positive way. I would say ninety some percent of them are a very negative approach. And they are not quiet. There's nothing quiet about what that conversation is. And I'm not the only reason it's quiet is because the corporation is clueless. Mm-hmm. They're being very vocal about what they're doing, what they say to the corporation world or the corporate world. And the reality is, is they're doing it to themselves or doing damage to themselves in their career, but there's nothing quiet about it. They're posting it. They're talking about it. They're in their circle of influence and their friends and they're bragging about what they've accomplished, what they see as an accomplishment. 
but they're also not seeing beyond this year. They're not seeing five years from today. They're not seeing anything past that. They're very much living in the moment. Survival skills are can be tough. They help you survive, but they'll also hold you back. That'll do it. All right, well, we're going to pause for a second to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Jim Robinson. We're going to talk about quiet quitting. I want to follow up with that and, and kind of ask you, we're talking about how managers can really kind of spot quiet quitting, what they can do. We'll be right back. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean Black, here with my good friend, Jeff Robinson, leader, coach, author. Have your own holiday. Can't even believe that. (laughs) That's it. For those who don't know, Jim has his own holiday. This is an amazing thing. We're going to talk about this and announce, but you you spent a lot of time contributing to an organization called ECTLC and spent eight years on the board there helping people. And I've just... You were telling me this now. I was blown away. What the heck am I going to do? I'm going to put on my bucket list. To do now, get my own holiday. How, man, yeah. that's awesome. It is yeah, really, really County cool. County of San Diego. County of San Diego awarded me my own day. So it's Jim Robinson Day. That's so crazy. Pretty neat. Isn't that Pretty ball? fun. Isn't that Certainly never expected that. that. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Well, we're talking about quiet quitting. And certainly you're not going to get your own holiday if you're a quiet quitter, but we got to hop into this and, 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 and figure out how to, uh, you know, help the service industry kind of manage this because it is reality. It's something that's going on. And like you said, I don't, it's not that quiet, the quiet quitting, but from a managerial standpoint and, and leadership standpoint, what are the signs that someone is quiet quitting? What, what do we look for? What do you feel like is uh, is a like, ooh? This is a sign that they're or they're quite quitting right now. So, one, I'm not an authority on that because uh, we haven't experienced it in my circles of influence and who's who I'm engaged with. The, the conversations have been around productivity, and that's really how they discover it. But there are delays in their productivity discovery process, and so the influence on that is is one we've got to have accountability checks and balance in real time on a daily basis. That'll help you catch the folks that really needed a voice. Have those conversations. And if they're not making whatever whatever that accountability, whatever they need to accomplish that day, there has to be some very candid conversation around that. But I keep going back to the, they're trying to get a voice. And for whatever reason, they feel as though by hurting somebody else, they're going to get a voice. And we've got to make sure that we have dialogue, help them win. Find them a way to win. Quiet quitting is not a win. It's a complete disservice to themselves and their circles. 
Yeah. Not the corporation. The corporation is going to hire somebody else and we're going to keep going. We have things to do because we're serving a lot of people. We have to keep going. So quiet quitters will be out. They're going to be on their own. They're in those small other quitters circles of influence. That's going to continue unless we find a way to engage these people and find out what is the true need. What are they really trying to say? Let's hear that. Let's have some conversation around that and then let's evolve so these folks can actually have a voice. Let's see what it looks like. I know that we haven't really experienced this here uh, in our organization. And I think for good reasons that we, you know, we have a very high level of engagement with, you know, our team. But for larger organizations, what do you think it is that these quiet quitters are trying to say? You know, what is it? What is it? They're, what, what is it that you feel like they're not being heard that they need to say to, their, to the people they work for? Um, in some cases, it's probably connecting to other people, one, a next level, so you're growing, right? If you're the smartest one in the circle, you're in the wrong circle. That's really important. So their circles aren't changing. We have the ability to help influence that, and that's through education and opportunity of experiences because it opens us, it changes, it makes us see things differently. Why are we not having them involved in those circles? It's like we've excluded them because they may be gig workers or short-term workers. We just said, survive for a couple of days here. You're fine. You're going to leave anyway. Why are we not having the conversation around, here's the accountability. We're going to show you how to get there. We're going to show you the education course. We're going to show you the experience course. We're going to help grow you. We'll spend time with you and then spend time with them Mm. instead of just setting them free. There's entry-level stuff being left to work at their home or grossly overpaying them in today's standards. You hear these you know, these kids coming in, they start a new gig, and they're $150,000 a year, $175,000 a year, yeah. and then they wonder why they're so detached. It's like leadership has to wake up. I know governmentally that's really who everyone counts on to lead society, and then society becomes more empowered. And we don't have any leadership in government anymore. It, it, nowhere, not in the states, not in the local communities. It's extremely rare. And I don't want to discredit all of them, but I do want to discredit the majority because if you look at Washington, it's a disaster. Uh, any capital in any state, it's they're just, they really have been a disaster, in my opinion. Um, but there's some struggles there. So there's no true leadership. So leaders are having to follow leaders, but in the corporate world, And we've got to engage the folks that are going to be the next leaders beyond us. And unless we hear them, we're not going to understand how we need to evolve to best support them. We have to evolve. Today, I've been in business a long time, 37, 38 years. And I can tell you today, we do things very differently than 37 years ago because we have to evolve, because people are involved and you got to be able to meet what the needs are of the folks that are serving with you. Yeah. And... These quiet quitters are not having their needs met. We, we should call them Hear Me Now crew because instead of quiet quitters, they're the Hear, hear Me Now because society's hearing them. Why don't we just call them Hear Me Now crew and figure out what needs to be heard and what needs to be resolved? I think you're right. We do. I think we do have a leadership problem in the country. No question. And I think all there's countries, a, all countries, there's a leadership problem right now. And, you know, I don't think we're alone in that opinion <laughs> uh, at all. Uh, you know, for leaders to get better at dealing with this, I think they need to surround themselves with other leaders that are doing a good job of this. But 
for those who are stretched for resources or, or or haven't really found a way to get there, what's the best way for a leader to get better in dealing with these kind of issues, in your opinion? Well, the way we do things here is we just call everybody in. We just say, let's have a meeting. And then be very candid in the questioning. Ask the questions. It's funny, Jim Rohn used to say, you know, many, many years ago when I first started following Jim Rohn, he says, when you don't know, ask more questions. And you're like, okay, well, then you don't get the answer. He says, well, then if you don't get the answers, then just ask more questions. <laughs> and then if you still don't have the answer, you just ask more, ask more questions. questions. <laughs> and I can go on with this for an hour because that's really <laughs> what he used to tell us was you got to keep asking better questions. And by asking more questions, eventually the questions become better and more targeted. So if you have some of this and you're experiencing some of this quiet quit, the hear me now crews, have a conversation, engage them, sit down, have the conversation, and find out. Find out what they're trying to be heard about. What is that conversation they want to have and then engage that. But it takes a leader to do that. Don't be threatened by it. Go jump in the middle of it. Set the bomb off. Let's have the conversation and start asking better questions and then ask more of those. Do you think with today's workplace and the marketplace we're in, that leaders are worried or scared to have that conversation? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> right? there's not real leaders. There's a, there's a struggle within finding real leaders, the ones that go, you know. The other day we we're talking about, you know, leadership is a responsibility, not a privilege. Mm. There's no privilege in being a leader. There's nothing, there's no privilege about it. I would think that the quiet quitter hear me now crew is thinking there's a privilege by being uh, the one with all of the responsibilities. It isn't. It's truly an, a responsibility and it's a heavy burden. And there's a lot of leaders that are um, treading lightly, thin ice, call it what you will, but they're scared to rock the boat. True leaders rock the boat, make a difference change some lives, help these people get back on a track that's going to serve them, not putting your corporation first. Serve your team. Ask better questions. Find out what they truly want, need, what's beyond today, what's beyond this week. They're going to give you some very good insight. If they don't, part ways then. You're holding them back. It's your responsibility as a leader to see that. Yeah. I feel like you're 100% spot on that the the... A lot of leadership are a little concerned and maybe a little worried and scared to have that conversation because, well, what if they quit and I can't replace them and I can't find the bodies and 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 then what if they take you know five people with them because that happens and you know so I I can understand the concern but you you got to have the conversations as a leader you have to have the you have to ask the questions yeah you know you have to dig into yeah, if, it if if that's truly what you're fearing every day. You may want to recheck the what your leadership skill set is. Right. I would suggest that fear is guiding you instead of serving you. You're gonna to have to you're gonna really have to have some big changes here if that's truly what your process is. Fear being thoughtful and thinking about things that are the potentials, you gotta dig deep and figure out what that is, but you gotta let it guide you forward, not stop you from moving. Mm-hmm. And that's really some of what you were just saying, that some of these le- leaders, they're, they're not leaders yet. They're still trying to get there. But the, the candid conversation, the calculated questioning, that's definitely some leadership skill set. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, if you don't know, you need to start finding out, start taking some leadership courses, you know, read some books, get some experience, get around people who really are true leaders. We do have yeah. some leadership in this country and it's some of it's pretty, it's so funny what we consider to be really good leaders are also maybe considered to be very polarizing, you know, and I think it's because they're just being good leaders and they, they take a stand. They're not afraid to ask for, you know, the tough questions. And it's like, you oh, don't no, compromise. You, you don't compromise that value that you, why'd you go into business? Here's what we're offering. You don't compromise that ever. There's different ways to get there. A lot of different ways. You got to discover that, welcome it, embrace it, and lead it. And if if you're too polarizing and you're not shifting in how to get things accomplished or where to get or how to get there, you are the problem. Step down, move away, let these other folks come in and fill the shoes because you've got to influence them still as a leader to get them to become their best. And if they're quiet quitting and these other challenges, they're not being their best at all. It's a disservice to them. You're not leading them well. You're failing them as their leader. And of course, they're failing themselves because they're continuing to do something that isn't conducive to their their growth. Like it. Love it. And that's it, man. We're going to wrap up. We did it again. Another Another whole segment gone. Poof, like that. In a second. In a second. Goes so quick. If you're going to wrap up, you know, we talk about quiet quitting. We talk about strategies for dealing with the, for leaders in the service industry and beyond. And it's really, you know, asking those tough questions. It's really having the conversations, engaging, giving your team a voice, pull them back in the office. I know that's not popular, but I think it's reality. We got to have them back in the office. It's shifting. It's coming back. People are going back to the office pretty soon. Yeah. I think it has to happen, man, to, to, to make some shifts. You're gonna have the you have to have the team and with you to to be able to coach them up and, and mold them and help them. So yeah, if there's one thing you want to to say to the hear me now crowd, what would that be? To to the what? To the hear me now crowd or the quiet quitters. The hear me now crowd, keep speaking. We need to hear from you. We keep talking. Don't keep doing really bad, stupid things that's damaging you. Make sure that you're contributing in some level. And the Hear Me Now crew needs to show up and be heard with their whoever they're working with or working uh, to you know together with. But be heard. That's really important because leaders of today, we need to hear what's happening and how we can better serve the folks that are working with us. That's critical that they truly be heard by the right people, not just trying to find peer support by somebody of equal but find somebody that's going to grow you and expand you. Uh, leaders can do that. That's what they're called to do. It's their responsibility, and they will help guide that process. But we need to, need to hear it, find out what's going on. I love it. Great advice from Jim Robinson. Thank you for joining us again, my friend. So excited to have you Thank on. You. We're going to be uh, having a bunch more episodes, some really, really cool things happening in 2023. Uh, with the platform uh, announcements to follow here shortly. I'm excited. You know, we're going to be talking about education, innovation, leadership, and service, and and much more. So stay tuned. If you like what we're doing on your favorite podcast platform, give us a like, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you're, look, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the little bell for notifications. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks, Jim Robinson. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Grateful to be here. 